But let me help you with the difference, Ms. Ferraro, between Iran and the embassy in Lebanon. Let me just say, first of all, that I almost resent Vice President Bush, your patronizing attitude that you have to teach me about foreign policy. From Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Encyclopedia Womanica. It's that time of year again. I mean, primary season. This year, the Democratic primary field is packed, and given the candidates in question, it seems likely that a woman will be on the party's ticket. That obviously hasn't been the norm, and in case you need a depressing reminder, to date, no woman has ever been president or vice president of the United States. But today, we're talking about the first woman and the first Italian-American in U.S. history to be nominated for the role of vice president by a major political party. Let's talk about Geraldine Ferraro. Geraldine was born in 1935 and grew up in New York City, the child of two Italian immigrants. She earned a scholarship to Marymount College, where she majored in English before becoming an English teacher at a public school in Queens. While teaching by day, Geraldine continued her studies at night. She went to Fordham University Law School, got her degree, and began to practice law in New York after graduation in 1960. In 1974, Geraldine left private practice to become an assistant district attorney at the Queens Investigations Bureau. She then transferred to the Special Victims Unit, and she actually helped to create the unit in order to specifically focus on domestic violence and rape, two crimes that are generally perpetuated against women and that have historically been underreported and improperly investigated. Basically, Geraldine was the OG person in Law & Order SVU, but in real life. Though her unit was supposed to turn over cases bound for trial to another division, Geraldine tried some cases herself. She was upset to find that her superior was paying Geraldine less than equivalent male colleagues. The reason given was that she was married and her husband was already making a salary. Geraldine also found the nature of the cases she was dealing with debilitating, and she even developed an ulcer. Geraldine decided she wanted to be able to take action to deal with the root causes of the crimes she saw at work. I was running the Special Victims Bureau and I saw all the problems happening in our society. I felt that if I got into a position where I couldn't make a difference, then the thing to do was to run for office. In 1978, Geraldine ran as a Democrat to represent New York's 9th Congressional District in the U.S. House of Representatives. Her platform was focused on law and order, the elderly, and neighborhood preservation. She won and kept on winning. In 1980, Ferraro was elected secretary of the Democratic Caucus and was asked to join the House Steering and Policy Committee. Then Geraldine was called to make history. In 1984, Democratic Party presidential candidate Walter Mondale asked Geraldine to join him as he vied to be president of the United States. That election was won by incumbent Ronald Reagan, and Geraldine later ran and lost for Senate twice. Still, she made history. Geraldine Ferraro's work in politics and the law helped to create a foundation that we continue to build on today. Increasingly, women's representation is seen as the rule, not the exception. Tune in tomorrow as we go way back in time and around the world to meet another pioneering lady, Fatima Alfieri. Special thanks to the one and only Liz Kaplan, 
my sister, and the incredible researcher who pulled together this collection of women. Talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.